0: Welcome to another inspirational message from Pastor Ron Hammons, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Tonight, we're going to hear a word that will encourage each one of us. We're in a series uh, entitled, My Favorite Bible Characters and What I Have Learned from Them. Tonight's Bible character is a man that uh, he was not a Jew. He was not a Christian, but yet he was in God's plan. He impressed God because of something he was doing. I mean, I I would love to have this testimony that uh, God was so impressed with something that I was doing that he came and looked me up and chose me, wanted me to be on his team. Well, this man's uh, name is Cornelius. He is a Roman centurion, and we find him in Acts chapter 10. While you find Acts chapter 10, let me fill you in a little bit on what was happening in the nation of Israel, in the land of Israel in that day. Of course, we know that from history that that the Romans were occupying Israel and the Roman Empire was, um, you know, everywhere in the known world. And there was a certain city in Israel, Caesarea on the Mediterranean, that was one of the major port cities of the Romans. And uh, they garrisoned military in these, you know, in many cities, but in these port cities especially. And this garrison, as we understand, that was in Caesarea had at least 100 people. How do we know? Because Cornelius was a centurion. That means that he was a commander, a a captain over 100 men, Roman soldiers. He was particularly the captain over the band of Roman soldiers called the Italian Regiment. Now, he had risen in rank, as we understand from history, by getting into the military and spending enough time that you go up through the ranks. And uh, he was probably close to retiring. You may remember that the great commission that Jesus left the apostles to accomplish, including in, included preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ in Jerusalem and in Judea, Samaria, and also to the uttermost parts of the world. Well, we have already, when we get to Acts chapter 10, we have witnessed the preaching of the gospel in Jerusalem, also in Judea, and in Samaria. And now we see that God is going to open up a door for the gospel to be spread into the Gentile nation so it will reach all the world. Well, we'll begin reading about Cornelius here in Acts chapter 10. I'm reading from the New Living Translation tonight. Okay? Uh, listen to what this word says. In Caesarea, there lived a Roman army officer named Cornelius, who was a captain of the Italian regiment. He was a devout, God-fearing man, as was everyone in his household. He gave generously to the poor, and he prayed regularly to God. One afternoon, about three o'clock, he had a vision in which he saw an angel of God coming toward him. Cornelius, the angel said. (laughs) Cornelius stared at him in terror. What is it, sir? He asked the angel. The angel replied, your prayers and your gifts to the poor have been received by God as an offering. The angel continued in verse 5. Now send some men to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter, who is staying with Simon, a tanner, who lives near the seashore. As soon as the angel was gone, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier, one of his personal attendants. Verse 8. He told them what had happened and he sent them off to Joppa. Now, if you continue reading this account, and let me encourage you to read it, it's a marvelous account. You will find that the next day, uh, you know, these... Uh, This servants and this soldier that had been sent, they began to get close to Joppa. Joppa was about 30 miles down the seacoast. And as they are nearing, it's probably about lunchtime. uh, The apostle Peter had gone up on the roof of the house in which he was staying and he was awaiting lunch. He was hungry, but he got a little sleepy and uh, it looks like he was starting to take a nap whenever he had a heavenly vision. In the vision, God lowered from heaven a sheet, as it were, by four corners. And in the middle of the sheet, there were all kinds of beasts, clean and unclean. And a voice from heaven, God's voice, said to Peter, arise, kill and eat. And Peter said, no, Lord, I'm not, you you know, if this is a test, I'm not going to fail the test because I have been taught not to eat unclean things. You know, Lord, I don't eat anything unclean. Well, the sheet lifted up and then it was let down again. And again, the voice said, Peter, arise, kill and eat. And Peter saw that there were unclean animals there and Peter said, no, Lord, you know I don't eat anything unclean. And this was done a third time. And the third time, the voice said to Peter, what I have cleansed, let no man call common or unclean. God is just about to introduce a truth to Peter that Peter was as yet unaware of. You see, Peter had been taught from a child to obey the law that he understood and the customs that the Jews had. And one of their customs was that they did not touch anything unclean. They did not eat anything unclean. Uh, they, They were very ritualistic in these laws. And as well, they did not associate or go into the homes or sit down and eat with or congregate with Gentiles. Because Gentiles were also considered to be unclean. Well, Peter was being very faithful to what he knew. But what he knew was not all there was to know. You see, God knew more. And what Peter did not understand is that God had always intended to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles. And it was now time for God to correct this doctrinal error in Peter's life. Well, not wishing to argue with God, uh, Peter just basically said, yes, sir. And then the spirit of God told Peter that there are some men that are coming. And when they get here to the house, they're Gentiles. But I want you to go with them and don't worry about anything. So Peter, he gets up and he goes downstairs, hearing the knock at the door. And sure enough, the men that Cornelius had sent to Joppa were there. And they said, we're looking for Simon Peter. And uh, Peter said, it's me. And they said, well, our master sent for you. So Peter and six others who accompanied him who were Jews, they left and went on this journey back to Caesarea. Well, what we find uh, in Acts, the 10th chapter in verse 24 says that they arrived in Caesarea the following day. It had now been four days, by the way, since Cornelius had seen the vision. It took about a day and a half for them to walk down, about a day and a half for them to get back. And so uh, here it's about, you know, about noon, you know, uh, uh, or or so on the on the um, fourth day. The Bible says, they arrived in Caesarea the following day. Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together his relatives and his close friend. Now, you have got to respect a man that is so committed, that is, that is so sincere, and that he puts together a plan based upon what he believes. You see, Cornelius believed God That his servants were going to find a man just where God said he was and the name Simon Peter and would bring him back. You know, there are some things that Cornelius could do and there were some things he would have to leave up to God. God had to, you know, tell Simon Peter, come back with him. But Cornelius did what he could do. He gathered together his family, his relatives, and all of his close friends. Why? Because Cornelius is expecting something great. He's expecting to hear something great from this God that he has been praying to, even though he was not a Jew and not a Christian, from this God that, that you know, he, he, he was going to hear from this God that he knew to be the God of the Jews. He evidently, living here in, uh, in Israel so many years now, perhaps 20 years, and perhaps now, ready to retire and and receive his Roman citizenship for his service and move back to Italy uh, you know um, he's a prime you know uh, uh, carrier of the gospel of Jesus Christ and now he's observed how good Jehovah has been to his children he's been praying he's been you know uh, giving to the poor he's a good man he knows about God But he's just about to be introduced personally to the son of God. What an amazing moment. And so Cornelius has done everything he can do. And you've got to respect a man that does everything he can. He believed that God was going to come through. He believed what he heard. He believed the word of God. And he not only believed, but he invested. He did something about it. He acted on it. He had all of his friends and family there waiting just waiting on them to get back. for those of you who have traveled with me in the past to Israel, you know what Caesarea looks like. It's a beautiful, beautiful city by the sea. It's a beautiful, picturesque place right on the Mediterranean Sea. And right there by where the port is, 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 is where the military would have been garrisoned. You can see that, where Cornelius would have lived. Can you imagine Cornelius and, and all of his relatives and all of his friends? They had been observing him for years, praying faithfully, and giving to the poor. Now, you know, uh, Cornelius, as I said, was not a Jew. He was not a Christian. But he was a good man. He was, he was a man that impressed God. And God wanted Cornelius on his team. So when Peter arrives, along with those that accompanied him from Joppa... Peter and the other six men, they were a little uncomfortable. They were uncomfortable being in, in, in Cornea's house. I mean, it was, it was very plain. They, they, they were in the home of a Gentile and, and they had not done this before. It was against their customs, against their culture, against their law. And and in fact, they were so uncomfortable that, uh, that, you know, Peter had to say something about it. I mean, you've been at that place where, you know, there's something so much on your mind and on your heart and it's shocking you and you don't exactly know what to do about it. And you're, you're moving into uncomfortable territory and, and you need to verbalize it. And that's what verse 28 says of, of, of Acts 10, Peter told them, you know, it's against our laws for a Jewish man to enter a gentile home like this or to associate with you that's what he that, that's the first part of verse 28 you know it's against the law it's against our, cost, our our custom our tradition you know we don't do this you know this is uncomfortable this is not normal you know perhaps you too have been in a situation where you were uncomfortable around someone else who was a uh, uh, you know perhaps uh, you know uh, someone from uh, from a different custom or culture from a different race or religion and maybe you were a little uncomfortable around them or in their home or in close quarters with them that's that's exactly what peter is experiencing you've experienced perhaps what peter was experiencing here peter and his friends know just how you feel they were very uncomfortable they didn't know what to expect uh they didn't know what to do and they didn't know how they would be received and also Peter understood when I leave here, I'm going to have to go back to my people and I'm going to have to give an account of what I was doing here. You know, you can read the story. That account is actually in the next chapter, chapter 11. But once we, uh, you know, let's finish verse 28. Peter told them, you know, it's against our laws for a Jewish man to enter a Gentile home like this or to associate with you. But I love every time in the word of God that there is a but, you know, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. You know, uh, I, I love this. He says, you know, we should not be associating with you from all that we understand. We're different. We're not the same. We're different. But. God has shown me that I should no longer think of anyone as being impure or unclean. Basically, I shouldn't think that anyone is any less than I am. You know, well, uh, and Peter went on to say, and I am here. I want you to know I'm here without objection. OK, I am I, I am not sad that I'm here, but, uh, you know, Cornelius and his relatives missed a real good place right there to get offended. You know, I mean, they could have because this was an insult. I mean, can you imagine someone coming into your home and saying, you know, I've never associated with people like you. You know, uh, you know, we don't like y'all. OK, and, you know, this is kind of, you know, uncomfortable for me and my friends. And we really, you know, now, not that I mind being here, but, you know, y'all aren't like us. Oh, that could be an insult. Uh, You can imagine. uh, That was a good place to be offended, but Cornelius. And his friends and his relatives chose not to be offended because they understood this was something that was, that was from the heart. It was honest. It was an honest appraisal. You know, we're, we're having a conversation about something that, 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 that is, you know, that's out in the open. I mean, this is, this is the elephant in the room. I mean, this is, this is you know, uh, there are so many things that we could benefit from today. If people from different customs and cultures and races and religion would just communicate, would just have dialogue and determine that I'm not going to be offended. I'm not going to take the opportunity to draw an offense. But rather, uh, just, you know, we need the opportunity to have some open expression without offense. And uh, this was going on in that day, and it's going on in our day as well. We could use a little more honest, open conversation about the things that we have been told, the things we have been taught, the things we have experienced, and the things we expect. You know, we might find out what Peter and Cornelius found out that we have a lot more in common than our individual experiences might suggest. Maybe we're a whole lot more alike in most ways than we are different. Well, Peter was still a bit rattled, and so he asked Cornelius, Why did you send for me? (laughs) And Cornelius uh, replied to him. And he said, "Uh, well, we're just waiting here for the message. We're waiting here, you know, before God for the message that the Lord has given you to tell us. Oh, my goodness. This was where Peter lived. Peter loved the gospel message. It was his whole life. And he was hearing now from Cornelius. He was hearing from this Gentile. He was hearing something he didn't expect to hear. Why am I here? Well, you're here to preach the gospel. Oh, my goodness. Peter said, well, let me get to it. And boom, he started preaching. And Peter, I mean, he was excellent. He just began to share the gospel of Jesus Christ and how Jesus, you know, he he, he got to the part about Jesus dying, you know, being crucified and died and was buried and resurrected. Oh, my goodness. And then whenever Peter's preaching along, he hadn't been preaching very long. You can read it. And he's preaching along. And he got to the point where he said, and anyone who believes in Jesus Christ can be saved and forgiven of sins. Oh my goodness. Wow. Cornelius and his relatives and all of his friends who were there—that's uh, all it took. You know, uh, wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa! You know, they—you know, uh, Peter was preaching, but the Bible says that while Peter yet spoke these words, what happened? <laughs> the Holy Spirit fell on all those that were in Cornelius's house, and they—I uh, mean, they were saved. You know, they—they—they they, uh, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, i my goodness. Wow. What an amazing, amazing experience. Peter was shocked, absolutely shocked uh, because he saw the Holy Spirit come up on these Gentiles, just like it came upon him and those 120 in the upper room just a few years earlier. In Acts, the 10th chapter, verse 45 says this, the Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too, for they heard them speak in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, Can anyone object to their being baptized now that they have received the Holy Spirit just like we did? Verse 48 So he gave orders for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And afterwards, Cornelius asked Peter to stay with them for several days. You know, I cannot tell you how many times this account of Cornelius has inspired me. I cannot tell you how many times I have read this over and over and preached from it and drawn personal inspiration. You know... uh, Today, uh, let me give you, you know, three things, just three things that, that continue to speak to me from the life of Cornelius. And that's what the Bible should be. It's not just a history book. It's not, uh, you know, the, the, the Bible is not just a refrigerator to preserve what God did. You know, uh, it, it's the word of God. It's a roadmap for our lives. This word should come into our heart and we should be, you know, a, an incubator for the word of God is a seed, so that it births things and truths and principles in our life. And and so uh, the first thing that I learned about Cornelius is that you cannot outgive God; you just can't. This is what first impressed God: was that Cornelius was a man of prayer, but also a man who helped the poor. He gave to the poor, and not just. You know, I mean, uh, listen, uh, uh, this was you know big because Cornelius was not a Jew. And he was not under the law to help the poor. Cornelius was a Roman, a Roman centurion, an important man in the city. But yet he found time every day to help people. He cared about people. Whatever is done in secret for Jesus, the Bible says God will reward you openly. The Bible also says that whatever good thing any man does, the same shall he receive from the Lord no matter who he is. The Bible also says that if you give to the poor, you're lending to the Lord and the Lord will repay. Let me tell you, you cannot outgive God. Giving to the poor and not, you know, Cornelius, these people wouldn't even associate with him. The Jews believed that they were better than the gentiles but here Cornelius is in a foreign country helping foreign people helping poor people of the foreign country that his army is occupying what a good man no wonder god you know wanted to reward him and give him salvation uh, a second thing you know number 1 you, know, you cannot outgive god help the poor care about others even others who are not like you and even those who don't like you care about others number two be quick to obey God this is one of the things I see in Cornelius life he was quick to obey God you know he didn't just sit on it and wait listen when God speaks it's time to move When God tells you to do something, it's time to get it done. You know, anything can grow old and cold if you don't pay attention to it. Do you know how many times I have visited the deathbed of someone uh, in, in later stages of life that their one regret is that they didn't do more for Jesus because they felt like they were called to do something in life? They felt like they were called and they just put it off and waited and waited. They were waiting to the perfect time. Listen, there is no perfect time. There is only today. And today is the day to do something for him. If you believe that Jesus has called you to do something, then do it. You know, uh, uh, he had a spiritual experience. Cornelius had this spiritual experience and he acted immediately. That was the day. And this is the day in which this is no time to waste time. Let me say that again. This is no time to waste time. It's time to do something. Be quick to obey the Lord. The third thing that I learned from Cornelius is that Cornelius wanted more. He wanted more. And this has inspired me all of my life. Reading Cornelius' account, well, for these last 40 years at any rate. Reading this account of Cornelius, I realized that I could not be satisfied with just having been saved Water baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues and prophesying. That seems like a whole bunch. And it is. It is for me, but I could not be satisfied. That could not be enough. I had to have more. That's what Cornelius showed me. Cornelius was all in. Cornelius and his relatives and his, and his friends, they wanted more. You know, want more. Want more of Jesus. Want more than just salvation and water baptism and, and, you know, and, and, and giving to the poor and praying. And want more than just being filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesying. Want more than just speaking in tongues and having a closer relationship with God. Yes, I do all those things. But Cornelius wanted more. How do we know? Well, that's what the last verse said. That even after receiving salvation and water baptism in the name of Jesus, even after receiving the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues and prophesying, even after being a good man that had a constant uh, a daily approach to God in prayer and also gave to the poor, even after all of those things, even after an angelic visitation, even after seeing his whole family saved and his friends saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, even after all of that, Cornelius one request. Peter, would you stay here with me for a few days? And would you teach me more about Jesus? Listen, there is no substitute for learning more about Jesus. There is no substitute For putting yourself in the place where you can hear the word of God, where you can hear the gospel, where you can continue to grow as a Christian. More than just salvation, water baptism, filling with the Holy Spirit, serving the Lord more than just about me. We need to make it about him. Want more. Be all in. Be all in. Remember, you can't outgive God. Remember as well that we need to be quick to obey. This is no time to waste time. And also remember that we need to be all in. We need to want more and get more of Jesus. We need more, He needs more of us. We need more of him. So let me encourage you. Be a giver. Be quick to obey. And be all in. Put yourself in a place where you can hear more about Jesus. Thanks again for joining us for another encouraging word from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date.